Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Amen. Hallelujah. We're awake today. Let's go. Uh, I don't know about you, man, but I definitely needed the truth of last week. Because this, this week, just that truth of daily bread. And so I hope you got some daily bread today. You are believing and receiving the provision of your Father this morning. And we're going to move on today in that Matthew 6, if you have your Bibles, church. Can we stand real quick? I am not going to go as long as I did last week. I want to get to prayer, spend a good time in prayer today as a church family. Are you sober? I'm not asking if you got wasted last night. Where is your mind right now? Where are your eyes? Amen, Sean, okay. Amen, brother, this guy knows it. No, for real, church, for real. How are, where, where are our minds? We don't need to be in a perfect place to come before the Lord today. But are, are, are we ready to receive from him? Are we living according to the reality of his word? Or are we thinking about, you know, building our lives and what we're gonna do today and how we're gonna figure out things this week and, you know, just so busy with our plans? Or can we just be in today, church? Can we just be in this moment right now ready to hear from the Lord? Matthew 6, verse 12 and 13. A couple short verses we're going to unpack today. Last week, give us this day our daily bread, verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Can we pray together? Father, Lord, you, you cut through everything. There is no hiding from you. You see every part of our lives, Lord, bare and open before you. There's no hiding, there's no manipulating, there is no um, getting around you. That is a fear, a fearful thing, Lord. That's a fearful truth. You are a fearful God. But yet, Lord, you come with love and forgiveness. So, Lord, those who are under the the hand of wrath, Lord, those who are under your hand of judgment today because they have not believed or put their faith in Christ, the only rescue, the only deliverance. Father, I pray that you would open their eyes, Lord, that you would overcome their doubts. Lord, you know what we need today, Father, how feeble I am, to deliver your word, Father, but how great is your spirit among us. Our only hope is Jesus. So speak, Lord, today. May you be seen as you are, Lord, through this empty vessel as I try to declare your word. God, it is you and my faith is in Jesus. And may our faith be in you together. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and have a seat, church. Okay, first thing. Not very complicated. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts. We need forgiveness. Think about that for a minute. We need forgiveness. We don't really ever do this, but I think it's actually helpful for us today. Turn to the person next to you and say, I have a lot of debt. Okay, I wanted to see if we would actually do that. All right, now turn to the other person and say, I need to be forgiven. Now, the reason I want to do that, and I feel like that's becoming a modern thing that the, you know, big time pastors do, so I'm trying to achieve that level of greatness, so I got to fall. No, but 
there, there is something because we all acknowledge, we come in here today and we all acknowledge none of us are perfect, amen? amen. We're all broken. But that becomes almost meaningless because it becomes just a background assumption in our life, right? We just assume that, but we never capture or grasp the meaning of what we're saying. So when we turn to each other and we say, I have a lot of debt actually to God. I owe a lot of debt. I need to be forgiven. Hopefully there, there, there's a little bit more meaning behind that where it's almost offensive. It's almost like, what? Like, wh what do I need to be? What do you need to be forgiven from church? Do you believe that you need to be forgiven? That's good. We need to come into an acknowledgement because that's what Jesus is inviting us into. Remember, this is similar to last week. It's not simply a request. It's also an acknowledgement as we come before our Father and we say, Lord, forgive my debts. Forgive my debts. And what's interesting is similarly to last week, right? We looked at what provision is and we looked at Peter and he said, hey, God has, has already given us everything we need for life and godliness, right? Do you know, look what Paul says in Ephesians 1, 7. In him, we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So we acknowledge that we need to be forgiven, but we see in the word that we already have it. Hallelujah. Amen. Just like provision, we ask for it. We come before our Father, but then we also simultaneously recognize that He has already made that available to us. He has already bestowed that upon us. So when we come and we ask forgiveness, right, that doesn't downplay the Lord's Prayer and say we don't need that anymore. No, it is that, it is again, it is that finite entering into the presence of infinity and God. God knows the beginning from the end. To God, we were forgiven before the foundations of the end of the earth. Uh, the foundation of the world. Yeah, let's just, I don't know what I just said. That's what also Paul says in Ephesians. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. So Jesus was not like, oh, you want to be saved? You want forgiveness? He was not surprised, church. He prepared for your forgiveness. And to, uh, and, and to us in here today, all of our sins were future tense when Jesus died, right? 2,000 years ago, Jesus died for us. So on the timeline, all of our sins are present tense. Our past sins and the ones, sadly, as, as crazy as this is to, to confess, the sins that we will yet commit today. And I could go through this week, church, and I could tell you specific times where I fell short of the glory of God, specific times where I failed, where anger was driving me, where the flesh was in control, was on the throne. Like Paul says, I did the opposite. I let sin reign in my mortal body for a moment here or a moment there. And then there's, and then there's just, uh, just a list of sins that I am totally unaware of that I committed this week, that I committed this morning. Because remember, from weeks ago, sin is not just something we do, it's an entity within us, right? And, and we are unaware of all the times where we have been self-reliant rather than God-reliant, where we have walked in the flesh and not in the spirit. And that's not to make us feel hopeless and condemn us, but it is to help us acknowledge how powerful the blood of Jesus that he keeps us, church. And so, so we wrestle with this 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 complex kind of reality that we're coming to our Father for forgiveness. We're saying, Lord, I acknowledge that I need forgiveness, but I also confess and believe by faith that I've received it in Christ. 
I'm acknowledging that I need forgiveness. And so it's not as simple, church, as just saying we never need to ask for forgiveness. No, we need to ask forgiveness for our sake so that we can understand, no, 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 this sin had a cost. This sin cost the blood of Jesus. Like every sin has incredible weight to it, church. Because if you could remove all the sin from your life, but maybe one moment, you are still guilty. That's heavy. That's intense. And some of you are like, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I believe that. Some of you in here think you're good. I'm sorry, the Bible just declares you're not. I'm not. Our sins, they are many. His mercy, his mercy is more, church. Thank God for his mercy. And so we come before our God and we say, Lord, I'm acknowledging and I'm asking, would you forgive me? But I'm also recognizing that you have, you have already forgiven me in Jesus. And so I just rejoice and now it's gratitude. And that sounds like this kind of weird procedure, right? <laughs> like, okay, let me walk through and like cover all these truths. And I know it doesn't always have to be that cookie cutter template. Like every time you recognize you sin, pray this. No, no, but that is kind of the heart posture and the understanding as best as I can, as best as I can tell as I study the word of God. When we come before the Lord, we need to come with confession, church. I mean, and this is, this is different because we're in church. How often do you confess your sin to the Lord? How often do you repent? What do you need to be forgiven for, church? You know, like when you're a kid and your parents are like, okay, tell your brother, sorry. And you're like, sorry, like, what are you sorry for? In, in one sense, we're children of God, church, and we need to recognize like, we come before the Lord and we just say, Lord, forgive me for all the stuff like I'm aware of and unaware of. Like I'm just coming to you for mercy again, which is just amazing that Jesus invites us to experience that again and again. He says, hey, ask the Father for forgiveness, which means that forgiveness is available, which means that forgive, like he's willing to forgive, church. And we even have the more, the completion of the gospel that we know, yeah, it's not just available, but it's done in Jesus, that I am forgiven. And when you recognize the, the wickedness and the darkness of your sin, however small you may think it is or however big and overwhelming you think it is, and that it's been forgiven, that leads to the next line. As we forgive others' debts, those who owe us, there is absolutely no room, there is no space for bitterness in the life of a believer. And that sounds way too simple because some of you in here, you have endured unfathomable hurt and pain. And I am not speaking out of ignorance when I say this. Like I know how vile we can be to each other. The wickedness, the injustice, that we can heap upon each other in this life or that could be maybe heaped upon you. And I don't need to know the exact circumstances. I am not God. This is the word of the Lord, church. And he says at the end of this, if you do not forgive others, your heavenly father will not forgive you. Now that brings a lot of questions. It brings a lot of questions. Am I saved, am I not saved? Here's the best way I understand it, church. It's the same kind of line of thinking that I, that I follow as I'm, as I'm approaching this, as I'm viewing the context of the gospel. 
that if you are choosing to hold on to bitterness, to withhold forgiveness from someone in your life right now, you are testifying that the blood of Jesus is not enough. You're testifying that you don't believe. That's how scary that is. You are not saved because you prayed a prayer. You are not saved because you prayed a prayer. You are saved because of your faith in Jesus, and that is the gospel. That is the gospel. And so when you say, no, the blood of Jesus is not enough to cover what this person did to me, for me to release them, for me to, for me to let them go, and remember, forgiveness is not reconciliation. It's not now trusting this person and just acting like nothing happened. No, 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 that's not forgiveness. We gotta be specific here because that's what some of you are hearing and you're like, what? No, forgiveness is all between you and the Lord. Saying, Lord, I don't think it's wise to trust this person or allow this person this kind of, you know, access to my life or whatever. I'm just kind of using a specific sense here. But I am releasing them from the debt they owe me. I am not going to think less of them because of what they have done. I am not going to hold them, hold this against them. Forgiveness, that's what it is. It's releasing a debt, church. They do not owe me. And so as we come and acknowledge the forgiveness that God has given us, that is the power that we have to then forgive others. Because when you realize, because we fail, church, it becomes an assumption. Those of us who have been saved a long time, we've had a long time assumption of just, yeah, we're good, my sin's gone. And it is, but that is not something to just throw in the back. That's something to remember. And that's why when we come to Jesus, we're remembering every day because repentance is daily. I don't know about you, I sin every day. I am up here guilty and simultaneously cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. How good is the gospel, church? I do not stand in my own righteousness or, or some level of morality that I have achieved. I am up here because of the blood of Jesus. If there, if, if there was no blood covering me, there would be no access to God. There is no access to the Father but through Jesus, church. And so if you are holding on to someone's sin, you need to get on your knees today. And you need to, you need to get with God and you say, Lord, I need to understand how much you've forgiven me because I don't have the strength right now and that's, that's another myth, church. We cannot forgive. <laughs> this is the gospel, right? I mean, it's the, it's the setup for the gospel. Do this. You need to do all of this. You need to fulfill the law. And what? We can't do it. We can't do it. And so God says, you must forgive. And we say, God, I can't. I can't. He says, I know. That's me. I am the power in you. Do you believe that I am able to forgive through you? Do you believe that you can, that I'm enough so you can surrender? Because you don't need to forgive. I forgave. You just need to accept the forgiveness that I have bestowed on everyone, not just you. Is this making sense? This is going way too long. I, I need to move on. Okay, we see we need forgiveness, right? Forgiveness. I love it, man, though, because it's like, sometimes I walk up on the stage and I've, and I've gone over and I've studied and I'm like, God, I, I don't know how today is going to go. And then it's just like, man, it's there. The word is so good, church. We need forgiveness. Second, we need deliverance. We need deliverance. What sin are you struggling with? Do you know? Do you even know? 
Because for those of us who don't know where we struggle, I want to be careful here because we're all different and I don't just, just want to project my experience. But we should be aware of our weakness. We should be aware of, God, I struggle with this. I have this idol in my life that I keep wanting to run back to. I have this pattern or habit that is, is run by fear. Anger rises up too many times. My mouth is uncontrollable. I'm looking at pornography. I mean, pornography is the easy one to run to, right? Some of you are having sex out of marriage. It's called fornication. And that's harsh. And our church does, and our culture doesn't want to hear that church. It's just the word of God. And I say that not because I'm better looking down on anyone. I am in this. I am in this. I am well acquainted with my need for deliverance. Are you crying out to the Lord for deliverance, church? Are you aware of your struggles? Because what happens is we, we, we then take for granted the forgiveness and we stop asking and we start becoming numb. And, and God, God gave me like a, just a father-son check this week. And he just kind of pinpointed something in my life. And, and you know how crazy this is, is I'm up here preaching the word and I'm gonna get down in my chair and the Lord might just bring something to my mind that needs to be made right. That's how humbling that is. I have nothing. It's the word of God, church. And every once in a while, we just need to just throw off the facades, maybe all every time, you know? But as a church, just come together and realize, we're broken, I'm broken. I need Jesus. Where do you need Jesus, church, specifically? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, that's not because what, what our minds then look at that and say is, okay, if we're asking God not to lead us into temptation, does that mean that he could? I mean, what are we asking here? Seems like an odd way to phrase something, right? So I want to clear this up, as many of you are probably already thinking, James 1.13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Neither does he tempt anyone. So John Piper has an interesting um, perspective on this. It's really fascinating. He says, every experience in life is a test from God and a temptation from the enemy. And that sounds really like intense. Like every experience, think about it. Whether it's a good experience or a bad experience as we walk through life, you're either going to walk in the spirit or walk in the flesh. You're either going to trust God or trust fear and believe the enemy's lies. I mean, that's the garden. No, God doesn't want your best. He knows. He's keeping something from you. The fruit is good. Eat it. And so we're either gonna eat the fruit or we're gonna trust God. Every experience. And so when we're praying, lead us not into temptation. Lord, as I walk through this valley, as I enjoy this high experience of with my family at Disneyland or whatever, right? May my heart be set on you. Don't let me follow the temptation that I am owed this. And I'm using just a practical, specific example, right? This, again, this applies to whatever is going on in your life, right? Don't let my heart become self-reliant on itself, Lord, that I stop acknowledging you. Don't, don't let me go down this path. But deliver me. Deliver me. Because we need deliverance. Deliverance. 
Oh, how prone we are to our sin, to follow the voice of the enemy, to listen to the fear, to take the drugs from sin, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And some of you, there, and again, I, I want to be careful. My, the tone is not condemnation today. The, the tone is hopefully a little bit of sobriety. That, that we are serious about this. That we take a minute, we pause, we say, okay, Lord. And that's what we're going to pray. If you guys want, you, you want to throw that on the screen, Dimitri, that search me, O oh God, verse. You guys already know it. I, this is my verse right here. This is what I want us to pray today. I mean, I think that's basically just rephrasing verse 13. Don't leave me in temptation, but deliver me from evil. So I don't, my tone, I don't want it to be condemnation or like, you better be afraid. But, but there is a sense in which when the word of God speaks, there is a fear before the holy God of the universe, church. And some of you are denying whatever the Spirit's leading you when he's convicting you. You're shoving that down. And that's a fearful thing because, because God does not owe you conviction. Don't despise the rebuke and chastening of the Lord because he's disciplining you. And some of you, it's been a long time since you felt that because you've, you've become a little numb. And, that's, and that's, that's scary. God does, this is what's funny, is God does not owe us mercy. Otherwise, it wouldn't be mercy. That wouldn't make any sense if he owed us something, right? And so if you are testing the mercy of God, at any time, God is totally just to say, okay, prodigal son take the inheritance go do whatever you want like Romans says he gave them over he gave them over he gave them over not to judgment and condemnation I mean that's coming he gave them over to what you so so this is crazy because the first sign of God's judgment in our lives maybe not the first yeah the first sign of God's judgment I'd say would be that he gives us over to whatever our flesh wants we get numb we get tired of battling sin we just say ah forget it and, and God in his mercy, not in a, not in a like sadistic, sarcastic, like, I don't know how you see God, but not like that. But as a loving father that says, okay, if this is what you want, you're gonna find out what that brings. Come back. Like that father waiting, seeing his son from a distance. Would you come back this morning? Would you come back, church? You say, Lord, take away this numbness. Take away this, this apathy towards sin in my life this fatigue that I have from, from battling or, 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 you know, going against my pride and humbling myself. No, let's humble ourselves before the Lord, church. That's what I want us to do today. Um, Courtney, Alfonso, where are you guys at? Right here. You guys want to come up and, uh, and lead us in, in prayer? Um, while they're coming up, I want us to pray. We can leave that verse up, Dimitri. Um, I want us to pr pray through this verse and just ask God, would you search me? Because what I don't want to encourage today is us overthinking because some of you, some of you, your hearts are hard in here. Some of you, your hearts are super sensitive and you're just going to take this the other way where you're like, oh no, where's the sin in my life? Where, like, oh, I don't know, is this sin? Is that sin? I, I don't know. Where, and, I, and that's not the goal today. The goal is we go to God, church, and we just say, Lord, would you search me? Would you see what's going on in here? Would you see and reveal what's, what I'm blind to? See if there's any 
wicked, rebellious way in me and lead me in the ancient way. Don't lead me into temptation. Lead me in that way, a better way. Deliver me from evil. And, and, and for some of you, you're just gonna be getting real with the Lord and confessing your sin to the Lord and then asking, Lord, deliver me. Deliver me from these things in my life that I go to, that I'm struggling with. Would you give me deliverance today? And I think it would be best, church. We're not talking like, deliver me once and for all, for all, from all sin. No, that's when, us, when we die and we, we're Jesus, that's when that happens. Just like last week, give us this day our daily bread. Today, would you pray for deliverance today? I think that's it. I think we're good. You guys want to go for it? Oh, it works. <laughs> good morning, church. Uh, thank you, Hunter, for delivering that message. And uh, just God speaking through you is powerful. It really hit me in my heart and just kind of reminds me that, you know, my past, that God never failed. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray. Father God, we just thank you today, Lord, that we just had this message and that, you know, hopefully it touched some hearts here today and just had that awakening for us that, you know, we can come to you, we can trust you, Lord. Thank you that that veil was torn, Father, that we can have that communication with you, Lord. And we just love you, Father. We thank you for all your many mercies and grace that you freely give, that you don't have to give, that you freely give to us, Lord, and that you love us, Lord, and that you haven't forgotten us, Lord. Even when we feel like we haven't been good or doing the right thing, Lord, you still love us, Lord, and we just thank you for that. Father God, I just am reminded of the prodigal son this morning, just um, knowing that so many times we do fail, we don't make the right decision, Lord, and that you correct us, as Hunter was mentioning, just showing us the way, and we deny it for whatever reason, whatever's hindering us, Lord, and I would first just pray that every person in this place, Father God, and even those that couldn't make it today, that the scales would just fall from their eyes, Lord, that you would bring a complete awareness of those ways that they're being deceived of their own flesh, Lord, or the ways that the enemy has had his way with them because they've just surrendered to his will and the will of the world, Father God. I just pray that they would know your truth, Lord, and know that your light, Father God, and that you will lighten all of those darkened places, Lord. I claim that victory over myself, over my family, over our church, Father God, and just over all of our loved ones because we all have people that are struggling, but we are struggling too sometimes, and so we need to continue to humble ourselves, Father God, and come before you and just confess to you daily, sometimes minute by minute, sometimes hourly, Lord, but help us to know that you are so loving, Lord, that you literally just want to, you, you reach your arms out to us, you just want to embrace us and hold us and carry us through things. We hold on to so many burdens and so many things, and I'm guilty of that so much, God, where I hold on and take everything on myself, and it's not me. I need to die to self, Father God, so I pray that as I continue to be refined, as you're putting me through the fire and refining me, I pray that each person in this place, Lord, that they would know that the same is can be done unto them, that they just have to claim that for themselves today, Lord, that they will walk in the light of their Father, knowing that they are not alone, even when the valley seems dark, that you are with them, that your hand guides them, that you will carry them through. We thank you, Father God, for blessing us with this message this day. We thank you for the obedience of your Son to share this message, and we are just so grateful. May we go off and be blessed and not forget, Lord. May we hold on to this message and practice it and um, just embrace your truth, Lord, and just help to die to ourselves, Father God. Help us to surrender to you. We love you in our precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen.